ever been with someone who makes you feel like you are just the best ever? That is exactly what Beth does with each person she encounters. As she says herself, she is called to encourage others. As you listen, you will hear how her top five Clifton strengths are just the tip of the iceberg that equip her to seeing others and encouraging them and how valuable and how seen they are. She loves to learn and observe things that others might not notice and speak words of affirmation to each person in her day, at the grocery store, on her team, or even on an airplane. With almost 50 years of ministry and marriage, you will hear how she's had so many opportunities to be used in the lives of women to help them to come to have a heart connection, to believe that God is who he says he is and that he loves them tremendously. I also love to hear how she is continually learning and growing in so many ways, says yes to opportunities to be used for kingdom impact. I hope you enjoy our conversation. I am so excited today for you to hear from a dear friend that I've known for many years, Beth English. Welcome, Beth. Thanks. Good to be here. Oh, so so glad to have you today and just I'm excited about the things we're going to talk about and for people to get to know you and just kind of a lot of ways that God's been at work in your life and what your strengths are. So I would, well, even as I think about it, I'm thinking about when we first met. Do you remember when we first met? I feel like I've known you for years. We always love to talk to each other. I know. Well, a lot of times, I, I guess it's just through our work with crew and especially with the moms in our, what was the former Red River mm-hmm. region. But um, I know people are always just so grateful when we get any time with you and just so uh, some specific memories I have for sure of just you listening with your wisdom and your care and your empathy have meant a lot to me. So thank you. I would love for you just to introduce yourself, who you are, where you live, and what you do. Okay. Uh, I'm Beth English. I live in Northwest Arkansas. And for over 40 years, I've been on staff with CREW, which is a faith-based nonprofit organization. I've had a lot of different jobs with CREW, but they've always involved mentoring college age and adult women. My my focus is has been in helping them helping women come to have a heart connection to believe that God is who he says he is and that he loves them as he says he does. It's still a mystery how we kind of get to this belief, but it's still my earnest prayer for, for everybody I'm around to, to know God and to have an intimate connection with him. I love that. I Let's just start with what your top five Clifton strengths are. I think, was it maybe during COVID that we Zoomed, but yeah. talked mm-hmm. about your strengths. And for me, it was such a fun time because, say, I've known you for a while, but then to to understand you even more by knowing what your strengths are was just so delightful. So tell what your top five strengths are and love to hear okay. kind of what you've been learning about those, what, what that means for you. Yeah, I was really surprised at how helpful all of this was to put together actually some things I've been praying about that I would understand about myself. Uh, So my five uh, top strengths are ideation, input, connectedness, learner, and intellection. Yeah, so as we talked about those and as you've been learning about what each of those mean, like tell me what 
what it looks like for you having those strengths or what resonated with you as we talked about them or even as you've read other things about what those strengths mean. Yeah, in, in ideation, I've always thought of myself as so, as a sort of fairy child because I just love to think about ideas. I can remember as a child wandering around, I could just be happy with myself wandering all over the yard thinking about something new or singing to myself. But throughout my life, many, many years, I would choose a subject to ponder on to just think about it, ask God, what does this mean? Help me understand it. Lately, the word I've been thinking about is the word glory and asking God what it means to glorify him. That's great. Well, then input. What what does input mean? Uh, Well, I'll tell you about that too, but I forgot I want to tell you this about uh, the strengths of ideation. The thing I have learned is that limitless thoughts and ideas can overwhelm and confuse people. So I need to think through one thing to explain in a clear way. And I also, through ideation, it kind of gave me more confidence in my own ideas. I've been with a lot of gifted leaders throughout my life and who have great ideas themselves. And I don't think I've spoken up enough and that I need to have more confidence in the things that God tells me and teaches me. Mm, that's good. Well, I know, and like even just the basic backdrop of our strengths is to remember everybody doesn't think this way or see yes. the world this way. And yeah. like you just said, you've had all these ideas forever, but realizing, I mean, I'm sure you've been in meetings when people don't really have ideas and you're just kind of brainstorming. And so, yeah, I like that. Like you said, even wanting to have more confidence in telling those because you think, well, doesn't everybody else have this idea? Well, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. I, you know, for years, it's crazy. I bet I was 40 years old till I realized that everybody doesn't think the way I do. It's just kind <laughs> of an inner assumption. Well, then input that kind of piggybacks a little bit even on ideation too, wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah. Input is kind of my glory and my curse because I just love information. I love quotes. I I write down things in my little book, in my purse all the time. Phrases people say that I think so good. And I, I understand that I need to develop a system where I can easily access that information. Plus, I need to kind of quench myself when I'm trying to add more input. and. And actually, I've been taking some steps towards this. I'm going through a lot of my files and throwing stuff away and things that I've been saving, throwing it away so that I can focus on the things that I'm most interested in. One thing I meant to say at the beginning for for any of our listeners that aren't really familiar with Clifton Strengths or even just this core clarity framework that I talk with people about is that your there's four different quadrants that are different strengths can can be in and that yours are all in the reflecting quadrant. And so as we as you continue to talk more, I think that'll be even more insight. But that's what was so interesting to me when I learned about what your strengths were, it made so much sense. And 
not that you're you're always just with things thinking, but you do have things always going on in your head in a different way than a lot of people. So, um, yeah. So what does connectedness look like? Connectedness is a strength that as one of my friends says, something has a, we have a golden thread that ties together meaningful Mm -hmm. things and like Mm -hmm. kind of, it could be ideas or people or, um, different things. What, what does connectedness look like for you in your life? Well, um, connectedness to me is that when I'm in a group, especially in a team, I have this heightened sensitivity to the challenges that they're facing and, and also can see the strengths that they have and how their strengths complement each other. And, and sometimes I'll be talking with a couple and I'll notice this and, and those, this, the strengths of one sometimes clash with the the personality of the other, but I see how they both benefit and can comment on that. I It helps me, connectedness helps me when I'm studying a passage in the Bible because I think, oh, this reminds me of that. Could I go back and see if it means the same thing in this other situation? And this this is not part of my Clifton strengths, but one of my spiritual gifts is exhortation. I just feel like I'm called to be an encourager. If there's a job of encouragement cheerleader in heaven, I want it. You definitely have that. I I think that's why we all gravitate toward you, Beth. <laughs> well, you know, I just feel that called to do that. Sometimes I wonder why God doesn't just directly tell us you're doing a great job or, hey, uh-huh. Good job done by you. But I think perhaps it's that he wants us to tell each other to notice those things and verbalize them. So I feel called to recognize the good and search for it and bring it out and speak about it. And one of my rules in encouraging people is that there can be no flattery in it. It, it may sound like flattery, but I, I have to be sincere and really believe this is true about the person. That's, that's my challenge, but it's something that I really enjoy doing. And I do it just kind of like breathing. I talk to random people in malls. <laughs> I tell them they have cute glasses or, you know, anyway, that, that, Ability to sense what people feel and encourage them is something that is really written into my personality. And, and also, part what ties all this in is a, that I, on the learner phase, I just love to learn. Uh, you know, that show on television, how it's made. Ooh, I just, the one time I found out how they make pencils. And, you know, all kinds of things like that. I'm always very interested in that. So when I have a conversation with someone and I'm trying to get to know them, I ask them, what do they do well? What do they enjoy doing? And then if they tell me about it, I just ask them, what are all the specific ways you do that? Like, does it start this way? And then does it go that way? And so they end up telling me in detail about the things that they love. 
And on my part, I am learning something new. So that learning really stimulates my ability to get to know somebody else. As far as learning goes, though, on the downside is I have to remember not to let reading get the best of me because I I consider having a full bookcase of wonderful books like having a pantry that's full. <laughs> and, uh, and I love words. And I, if you could see this stack of books beside me, I'm kind of wondering, is it going to fall over or not? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so like your input and learner are both always gravitating to information or curiosity with a person or a new topic Mm -hmm. or whatever that could be. Well, and then intellection, your last strength of, they say you could always ask someone with intellection what they're thinking about. They're always pondering something. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. So so what have you been thinking about recently? Well, I've been thinking about this word glorify. What does it really mean to glorify the Lord? And the thing that I've just thought about a lot of my life is how light is illustrated in the Bible and the different examples that it it's used. You know, I I think about what's happening with China. <laughs> you know, I kind of don't gravitate gravitate to world events so much because there's nothing I can do apart from prayer to change it. But I still ponder why did they do that and how did that happen? I love music and I read a lot of books about music. And I'm reading a book that talks about the music that you listen to and what does it mean to you? How, how does it is, is it an expression of your personality and also how the recording of music has changed so much in the last 50 years? That's great. I would, I'm curious, like, like I said, I, I know all of us that know you are just so grateful to get to come alongside you and just hear your wisdom. But, and I think even knowing these things about your deep thoughts and your, just the things you're processing or experiencing, it is, it is why people just want to be around you. But so as you've been with crew, like you said, over 40 years, like what, what does that look like for you over the years? And How have you seen knowing what your strengths, I mean, I know you just know these particular names, but like Mm -hmm. what different things have you gravitated to that you've enjoyed over the years? I mean, you've had a different, as a mom, you've had phases of your busyness availability, but yeah. What things have you loved doing? Like as you've been in ministry, that's a long time to really be investing your life in others. And what brings you joy as you're using your strengths and your mm-hmm. gifts. Well, this is something that's just been all through my time with crew, but I love to speak one-on-one with people. I love really long conversations and I love to find out about people. They're very fascinating to me. And I also really enjoy small groups. Um, that's kind of where my strength is. And I also have enjoyed speaking before groups. I grew up in a family 
who told stories all the time. They never told facts. They explained it through a story. Mm -hmm. And so I really liked that. But one of the things even with the intellection is I feel like I have uh, a talent in writing. And I've talked about that for years. People know that I just talked about it, but I haven't done it. And so I think this phase of my life, I need to jettison things and uh, and write some of the things I've been wanting to do for a, a long time. I feel like that's a way of still ministering to the world. You know, also, Barbara, things I've enjoyed doing is, you know, like one year I I was a cook on a mission leadership project and there were like oh 60 to 70 people I was cooking for and I love that because I learned completely about the job hmm. uh, and I've been working with people on crew staff who are widows or widowers that's hmm. really interesting to me now what the process is like finding out if there's a way I could help them so I've had a lot of these different jobs, but I still gravitate to that working with people one-on-one and and through any giftedness I have to make known the goodness of the Lord. Mm. Well, I think about, I know like for several years, weren't you and David like in charge of the kitchen on summer mm-hmm. mission? And I know I did that for a couple summers and Afterwards, I thought, oh, I should have talked to Beth more before I, because there's a few little glitches that I experienced. But what did, what have you loved about that? I know it seems like that is an area that you enjoy and still get opportunities. And I mean, I just think of like just the, the fun connections I'm sure you had with the other students that were cooking or the other people that were helping with that particular role. What did you love about it? I loved having enough time to interact with students, uh, and but I I loved figuring out a process like how do you get that much milk or how many <laughs> loaves of bread do you need, and then of course I was teaming with David and that's just always a joy because um, he has so many leadership skills and he can. I could just talk about a subject and then he can write it all up in a logical way. <laughs> yeah, that's so good teamwork. His job was training the people who helped us throughout the summer and and training the, the students who were going to become the cooks. And I was the demonstrator. So like I'd explain to them, okay, this is how you do spaghetti. And then I do you do a little shake shake. Of <laughs> and then now you taste it. So I'm just intuitive and I I liked being able to just share the things I had learned. But a lot of it was the logistics. How do people do this and how could it be done better? Well, I know, like you mentioned, you love speaking. And I know recently you spoke for a, a women's group of a little retreat. Like what, how is that process for you as you are, have the opportunity to speak? Is it, I mean, I'm sure there's different things that you love talking about more, but what energizes you about that, those kind of opportunities? Well, I grew up in a family 
of kind of performers. So I kind of like to just get up on the stage and talk <laughs> and tell stories, which is kind of what You're I do. You're good at that. You're good at that. Well, well, thanks. But I, whenever I'm speaking, I can get out of myself. I, I kind of am thinking about my subject and I, and I speak about things that I feel pretty passionate about and things I think that could help other people. And so I like that opportunity. But one of the things I've realized in speaking is the joy for me is to interact with a person after I've spoken mm-hmm. and find out what sunk in and what was helpful and what they liked. I just want to feel as if what I'm doing is a helpful thing to someone. Right. And that having that circle is is better for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Well, um, I know also you sometimes have, speak about stages of mm-hmm. life because I know David does a lot of that with men. Like what? Like even with this retreat you just did, I don't know what you spoke about or what, what do you like to pound the table about? I mean, what do you love imparting to people when you get these opportunities? Well, I did speak about phases of women's lives and it's very effective because it helps people understand that other people their same age feel that way. They mm-hmm. And it helps them interact with each other in, in very personal issues. And I value it. But, you know, that also is my, is, that's David's thing. And I enjoy everything about it, but I do have things of my own that if, uh-huh. if I had an opportunity, I would speak on. And, and the things I'm passionate about are the importance of showing up, the importance of being present, being a servant leader, and having healthy boundaries. I feel mm-hmm. like if you could do those things, uh, if you could be present with people, if you can be, if your word can be depended upon, if you can serve other people and then have enough common sense to put boundaries around yourself, that you'll have a happy life if you're walking with Jesus and doing those things. Mm-hmm. Do you have any particular stories about any of those? points. I'm sure you have a lot in your back pocket. Well, you know, the first thing I would start writing about is showing up and, and, and it is so embarrassing (laughs) to have that as a thing that I so highly value because I'm, that's not my forte. Uh, I mean, I, I work very hard at being true to my word and, uh, but I'm always late. I've, I I haven't figured out how not to be late. (laughs) And, but I have figured out why it's so hard to show up. And, and this is interesting to me. The way the brain works is, you know, it, every human looks for patterns and little babies look for patterns. They look for black and white things that they're drawn to it. And our brain is always trying to make sense of things. And so we look for the pattern. But in music, successful music has a pattern, but then it has a surprise. Because if otherwise your brain gets used to doing things by rote and your brain wants something to figure out. 
So when we do things by rote and those become boring, it's hard to be faithful and to show up. So I have to learn how to, how to satisfy my brain with interesting things, but still be sure to be faithful to what I have promised to do. Well, um, is there anything else, even as you think about just over the years, like I think about when I talk with people about what does it look like when you're at your best self, like using all your strengths. And I think if we look back on our life and see like times when we really were doing something that we were in our jet stream or just like that was easy and that was so much fun and that impacted people. Are there any occasions that come to your mind that you think, I mean, not to brag, but even it's just neat to see like, yeah, God, you really used me in that situation or I'd loved doing that. And I want to do more of those kind of things. Well, you know, just overriding to me is this thing of encouraging people mm-hmm. and, and delving into their life. It, it's just, it's just exciting to me. It, I, I just have always loved that one-on-one. I, I think, I know I have this, this talent in writing. And so it's a very laborious process for me. It's hard to sort everything out and be succinct. Uh, but afterwards, I'm really happy. That makes me really happy that I've finished it and it it's good. I like to see a job well done. Don't you usually write um, something for Valentine's Day uh-huh. to your ministry? Part- yeah. Like what, what was kind of the emphasis of what you wrote about this year for Valentine's? Well, I, I wrote about the subject of light and how darkness cannot not overcome it or extinguish it. When I came to know Christ in a personal way, when I was 20, I memorized John 1, 1 through 18. I didn't understand it, but I memorized it. And in there, uh, uh, John 1, 3 is that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So anyway, that's what what I talked about. Well, you know, the name of this podcast is Embrace Your Strengths. And really it's kind of like I'm, I continue to try to preach to myself, but I feel like we're all kind of the same that we want to see is who does who I am matter? And is that okay? And, and I think for a lot of people, like hoping that who I am can make a difference in the world or in someone else's life. What does it look like for you to embrace your strengths over the years? Some of it is believing that what I have to say and think is worthwhile. Also, it's not saying things, having having the gift to understand when I should just listen. I really enjoy the social interaction that I have experienced in crew and, and I like to feed people. Mm-hmm. I'm not all that. I don't like to cook as much as I like to see people eat. So I think embracing my strengths is kind of accepting who I am and, and being brave enough to show the strengths that I have to others. 
That's great. Well, I think of like just the, like I said, just your presence when you're with anyone, it, it's, it's evident that you do do that to me of just like, yeah, I, I like doing this. I like connecting with people in a deep way. And I don't know, it's just, it's just so inviting of just your, um, knowing your limitations that you're not this or that, but I don't know. It's just, it's inspiring because I think over probably anyone's lifetime, we, there's always different seasons of when Mm -hmm. we think, Oh, I really want to be like that. But I don't know, maybe, you know, we're in the older age category. And so hopefully we're, we're, we we are embracing who God made us Mm -hmm. and seeing the, the contribution that he wants to have through us. So I see that definitely in you. And, you know, Barbara, I've also discovered something else is that people identify with your mistakes and the things you did incorrectly more than they do the, uh, the things that you did well, because you, those Mm. kinds kind of shine for themselves. But, you know, I find when I give talks, when I just tell about the reality of how I idealistic I was and how it just didn't turn out like that really ministers to people and, and, and of course, listening ministers so much to people that listening is an act of love. That's an, that's an NPR thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Well, do you have any, any, advice or thoughts for someone listening that maybe has any of your strengths or lives or works with someone with any of your strengths just to encourage them or something for them to think about? Well, I think people with my strengths need to have solitude and quiet and that it would be helpful to find a place where you can do that or go to the library. That's a big challenge to me. Also, to change where I go, like go to a coffee shop and don't just have the same thing all the time because that's just way boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing is you don't have to say everything you know. <laughs> that unexpressed thought is a virtue. Mm. That's a deep thought. What has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? I always like to ask everyone that I interviewed this question. Well, really, a lot of it is my interaction with David. He just makes me laugh. And I'll say something really serious to him. And and even and he just makes me, he gives some kind of funny quip back to me. And I do the same thing with him. And even... In bed at night, if sometimes we'll wake up at the same time and we'll just say stuff to each other, uh, <laughs> and, and and like he'll say, "You better not do such and such," and I'll say, "You well, you, you never know when that's going to happen," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we it's we we just josh with each other, and and that constantly brings me joy. Mm, that's great. Well, Beth, thank you so much for taking time to visit and just kind of help give a little window into you and your strengths and what that's looked like. And I, like I said, I just appreciate you so much and admire your wisdom and definitely your encouragement that I experience every time I'm with you. So I um, 
just appreciate you. Thank you for being on Embrace Your Strengths today. Thanks. And Barbara, I want to thank you for just taking the time to help me walk through this. It's really helped me personally, and I appreciate your input. Uh, you're very welcome. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.